0: It's time for Wellspring, Tending the Heart of Ministry, with Joanna Weaver on toginet.com. Now, it's time to be inspired. It's Wellspring, Tending the Heart of Ministry, on toginet.com. Here is your host, Joanna Weaver. Well,
1: hello. I'm Joanna Weaver, and I'm so glad to have you with us today. This is our very first wellspring tending the heart of ministry, and it's just been exciting to have this actually take place. I'm really happy to have with me a close, dear friend. Uh, Susie Larson is an amazing woman of God, an author, and a speaker. She's also uh, one of Moody Radio's voices of media, and so I'm really happy to have her because this is my very first time actually hosting a radio show. Hey, how are you doing today,
0: Susie? I'm doing great. It's just great to be with you, my friend.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, uh, from the moment we first met, I just sensed a kindred spirit. Um, I love your heart for God, and I especially love your heart for women. And as I was just praying about how to begin this whole adventure called Wellspring, you came to my heart, and I thought I would love to share this moment as we kind of set the stage for what God has for us this next year, as we do interviews with women who are doing incredible things for God. I wanted you to be right beside me, and so
0: I really appreciate you being with me. Really, Joanne, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else, and I think the timing of your ministry is just is right from the Lord, because as you and I both know, as we travel around, we hear often from young women saying, where are the mentors, where are the people who are going to speak into my life? And so to create a, a scenario where, where you can mentor many women at one time is just really a, a wonderful idea.
1: Well, I'm excited because, honestly, I have a lot of requests like I know you do. And time restraints and uh, the fact that we often live in different areas, there's just no way that you could really come alongside all of the young girls that you'd like to. And and also, I'm only just one woman. And it's exciting to me to think about this opportunity to get um, insights and to really glean from what God has taught other women who are doing ministry in a variety of ways, the well-known women as well as the ones that are less seen. And so what I want to just do is kind of hand this over to you, Susie, and let you interview
0: me today, if that's all right. Well, I think that sounds like great fun. So let's do this. Okay. So Um, for starters, I want you, if you wouldn't mind, Joanna, giving a little backstory on your spiritual journey. And how did you get to that point where you were all in for Christ. It's one thing mm-hmm. to know Jesus, to even walk with them. But then there is sort of that turning point moment where it's like, it's all, it's all, I'm all in Lord. So give us a little backstory on that journey. And even that moment.
1: You bet. Well, I was born into a, a family that loved Jesus with all of their hearts. It was a grace filled home and we attended a grace filled church. I remember, um, being awoken in my own little spirit about four or five years old and realizing I wanted to have my own friendship with Jesus. And mm-hmm. and I asked him into my heart, but uh, I like to say the rest of me kind of kept going out with other guys. You know, <laughs> I wanted to do it my way. I I loved him with a pure undivided attention with one part of me. And yet there was another side of me that really kind of wanted to call the shots. And God, in his love and mercy, he kind of allowed me to do my thing until I was about 13, 14 years old. And he let it kind of all come crashing down around me. And, you know, I I could tell you the details and some of those listening would say, oh, Joanna, you think that's crashing down all around you? Let me tell you a story. But for me, it was really the culmination of just a life that had been built on a deep need for other people's approval. And yet, no matter how hard I tried, I could never quite get it. And I'm so glad that God frustrated those attempts because it was in between my eighth grade year and freshman year of high school that God began to deal with me and say, I want all of you, not just your heart. I want to be the Lord. I want to be the master. I want to sit on the throne of your heart and call the shots. And to be honest, that was really terrifying because just imagine what that might mean. What, what might he ask of me? And in my 13, 14 year old mind, I, I imagined he would probably call me to Africa because that was <laughs> the last place I wanted to go. <laughs> and he'd probably marry me, make me marry a short, fat man with acne because, you know, <laughs> that would be terrible too. And we'd have- We'd have to minister to pygmies, and I I just wasn't sure I could really entrust my life to a God who might make me do things that I didn't want to do. And, you know, God did not give me any reassurances at that time. He didn't, like, say, well, Joanna, you can do what you want to do, and I'll still love you. He just said, I want all of you. It's unconditional surrender. I'm not signing any contracts, and I'm not making any promises. I'm asking you to jump. And I remember that feeling as though I was on a high dive in pitch black darkness. I didn't know how far the fall of full surrender would be, but at my toes were at the edge of the plank, and I knew I had a decision to make. And I made that I made that leap of faith at a youth camp altar.
0: But I, lo- I love about what you're saying, Joanna, is that you know he doesn't make us deals. He he does promise. Oh, actually, you're going to have some trouble in this world and tribulation. Mm-hmm. But I also promise that that I'll be with you always and that you'll be an overcomer. And I think the most miserable people are those who have one foot in the kingdom and one foot out. So we have to come to a point, don't we, where it's all or nothing, right?
1: I I really believe so, especially especially if we're, we're wanting to do something significant for God. Because when we, um, when we go into ministry or, or serving God in any uh, shape or form, if it is a kind of half-hearted devotion, uh, I'll tell you what, we tend to replicate what we are. And so if we're only kind of half baked, as it were, if we only have a half hearted surrender, we will tend to replicate people who only have a half hearted surrender. And that's really not a life that I would wish on anyone. It was when I came to the end of myself, when I finally got around to laying down my life and losing it, that I began to find what real life in Jesus can mean.
0: Well, I'd love to know, Joanna, when you first got the sense of God's call in your life, and was it at that time or did it sort of evolve as you walked with him? When did you get kind of a vision for where he wanted to take yeah. you?
1: Well, it's interesting that you would use that word vision because it was, again, a, I think it was probably three years later at that same youth camp altar that God gave me my first and only vision. I have never had one since. But in that, he, he gave me a picture uh, of a pulpit and a man preaching and, and just made it so clear to me that I was going to be a pastor's wife uh, and also at the same time told me I was going to marry a man named John Weaver. Now, that seemed so far-fetched to me, and I immediately rebuked Satan. I was certain <laughs> it was just a high school crush. But I said, you know what, Lord, I don't know what that is all about, but I'm willing to be yours. And if this is your will, then I'm going to let you do whatever you want. Because I had come to that place of full surrender. Well, the very next night, that young man walked up to me and confirmed God's call on my life to ministry in a really sweet way. It was three years later that we eventually married and entered youth ministry. I remember being a 19-year-old youth pastor's wife and so excited to do something for God. But I'll tell you what. Even the call can be fancy food for the flesh, and I that deep-seated need of approval and need to succeed began tripping me up
0: quite quickly. Well, we only have a couple minutes before we go to break, but I want you just to speak to one aspect of that, because you're so right. I mean, the call from God itself can become an idol in our lives if we don't guard our hearts and keep things in the rightful place. With just a minute we have left, Joanna, talk about what first came up and, and really your response to it initially.
1: Well, I wanted so badly to do something for Jesus, and I immediately equated that with success. And to be honest, that's going to be one of the one of the main things that we keep looking at when we talk to women, because I think so many times our concept of what success in God kingdom looks like is completely different than God's economy. And we'll talk about it later, but um, I really think that we've got to be willing to bring our dreams to him, lay them down and then let the him make them come true.
0: This because these are the common things that come up as we dare to get a call. Impatience, ambition, fear, mm-hmm. self-motivation, all these things get mixed in. And we're just going to be honest about these things and we're going to unpack them, aren't we?
1: I'm really looking forward to it because I believe I believe God's going to change us in such a way that we can lay down the ambition and just be His. And mm-hmm. that's where the joy of ministry really begins.
0: Well, if you've just tuned in, I'm talking to Joanna Weaver. This is actually her show. I'm doing her a favor as a friend, interviewing her so you can hear her heart behind Wellspring. More with Joanna Weaver in just a moment.